Lantern Podcast, episode 18, Color is the Key with Geogram. In this episode, I get to chat with the wonderful Geogram about how color helped her develop her creative style. Colors, when used differently within a piece, can change the whole piece. Create a cohesive body of work and how it builds a connection with her community. I'm still able to have that community with other artists and other, you know, like creatives in general. And and foster that. Welcome to Lantern, the podcast where we shine a light on making it as a maker. I'm your host, Julianne Steedman, professional artist, mentor, and champion for makers. The Lantern podcast explores what it takes to be a maker, someone who creates beauty with their hands. We delve into how to create in a way that is sustainable and authentic, and dig deep into how to take your making and turn it into a successful creative business. I am thrilled to have Gia Graham on the podcast today. I found Gia through Instagram and instantly fell in love with her artwork and her use of color. Putting colors together to create really amazing color palettes, something I struggle with. And so when I see someone doing it really well, I'm instantly curious about them. How does she choose these colors? Does this lady really create with one color palette for an entire month? Gia is a freelance graphic designer and a hand lettering artist, and she's like a color guru. I think that might be her superpower. Her background includes working in corporate design, creating custom wedding invitations, wholesaling her line of paper products, and most recently, doing freelance work licensing her artwork in the homeware and textile business. I was really happy when Gia decided to join me on the show to chat about art and color. So, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your work? Well, I was born and raised in Barbados. Okay. So, um, you know, sometimes in my bio I say that I'm an island girl living in an urban world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a definite duality in that, you know. So, I'm constantly straddling between two worlds and Mm -hmm. two cultures. And I think that bleeds into my work in many ways. So, you know, the love of florals and foliage and lushness Mm -hmm. and vibrant colors, um, I would say is influenced by my island roots. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, from having gone to design school in Atlanta and, and, you know, I developed a love for clean lines and structure and the modern aesthetic as well. So that also seeps in. So... So yeah, that's kind of me and my work in a nutshell. It's a little bit of two worlds combined. So can you tell us a bit about your, like, I know your work from, I found you through Instagram and I fell Uh in love with your use of color. So is it specifically lettering projects you do or do some of your work also include other like non-lettering projects? Okay. So Mm -hmm. these days I do mostly lettering And uh, there's a lot of illustration incorporated into my lettering work. Mm -hmm. But that's not what I've always done. So, you know, I went to design school. I got a graphic design degree. And I kind of went the traditional path after that. You leave school, you get a job at a design firm, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I did that for about six years. And, you know, it very quickly became unfulfilling. <laughs> I I was just kind of like, and, and this was back in the day, I graduated in 99. 
So when I got out of school and I started working in, in agencies and small firms, that was kind of the heyday of design. I mean, those were the times where we could fly to Miami to do a photo shoot and hire a yeah. stylist and a whole you know slew of models and have hire the production people for, that um, connected with the photographer to scout location, you know. Yeah. We had a lot of freedom to do a lot of over-the-top stuff. <laughs> and even with that, I found myself kind of getting pretty bored pretty quickly mm -hmm. with it. And then paired that with a somewhat toxic envir work environment at yeah. the time. Um, I, along with one of um, the other designers who was working at the last firm I was at, we were planning our escape you know <laughs> we during our lunch break we would go over to the park and we'd be like okay so what are we gonna do we got to do something so we decided that we were going to start a little stationary a custom stationary boutique mm -hmm. on our own doing primarily wedding invitations and all kinds of event invitations mm -hmm. so you know, we had our plan. She and I um, were both very organized and type A. And, you know, so we were doing all of our due diligence, like getting our business license and setting yeah. up our account. And, you know, we got a, we joked and call it a burner phone. We got a cell phone <laughs> with a specific number yeah. for the business. You know, we did all of that. And we were also saving up because we knew we wanted to quit. Um, so we had a, I think it was a six month plan that we had at the time. Um, and then I got laid off mm -hmm. and she was left there and would call me every day. She's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm going to quit. <laughs> so she quit and we started our business. Yep. So I was, I went from corporate design to wedding invitations, very high end custom wedding invitations. And then we realized that we were niching down too much. So okay. then we broadened that from custom to you know, we created a collection of invitations that you can kind of just pick from. Yep. And so um, we worked together for about three years and then um, kept our friendship, split the business because um, she got a really great job opportunity. And so I continued on and then took that business online. Okay. So I did the wedding invitation thing for, I'm going to say almost 10 years. And then that kind of transitioned into more everyday stationery. So I launched a greeting card line at the National Stationery Show in 2014. Mm -hmm. um, because, again, the landscape was changing. So big companies started um, doing online wedding invitations and made it very hard for oh. independent um, designers to compete. Mm -hmm. So I realized I had to make a shift from sticking with the wedding niche and kind of broaden things a bit. So that's when I went into greeting cards and did that for a couple of years. And then my little one was born really early and I kind of had to put the brakes on everything to stay home with him because mm -hmm. he was a 29-week preemie, 28-week wow. preemie. Yep. And um, during that time... I kind of just had to kind of reset and figure out, do I want to go back into the green card landscape? Do You know, what do yeah. I want to do? 
And that's when I started playing with lettering, really just to have a creative outlet. So that's how the lettering journey started. So I started lettering in 2018, January of 2018. I put my first post on this current Instagram account. So now, in the past two and a half years, that's what I've specifically focused on. But I've kind of hopped around in different little niches in design before that. So what is your favorite part of the creative process? Um... Well, this probably comes as no surprise, but color. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I enjoy the entire process. I love, you know, brainstorming ideas and problem solving of it all. But there's just something about finding that perfect combination of colors and then experimenting with it to see how those colors, when used differently within a piece, can change the whole piece. That's super exciting to me. So that's definitely my favorite part. So how do you choose and put them together? Um, Well, some of it is intuitive. You know, I've had Mm -hmm. a lot of experience. I actually started building palettes back when I was doing wedding invitations because at that time, the wedding blogs were really big. This was pre-Pinterest. Okay, yeah. Um, So people (laughs) used to go to blogs for inspiration. So I had a blog, and um, because I was in that wedding world – I would put out a new color palette every week um, for people to use as inspiration for their weddings. Mm -hmm. So I've had a lot of uh, practice at it. So a lot of times it's just kind of intuitive. But there's also a really straightforward method to it too. And actually I teach a class on on Skillshare on exactly how I put palettes together. So I would recommend Anyone who's interested, go watch that class. It's only 35 minutes and I give away all my secrets. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because it's easier to show it than it is to explain it. I can imagine, yeah. So can you tell us about your Palette Play project? Sure. Um, So that started out really just as a personal challenge. So, you know, I mentioned I started lettering in 2018 just Mm -hmm. for practice. um, And And I started this particular Instagram account really just to document my journey with lettering. And you know how at the end of every year there's that top nine thing (laughs) where you can show your top nine most popular posts for the year? Mm -hmm. So in December 2018, after my first year of lettering, I did the top nine. (laughs) And this will tell you how type A I am. (laughs) When I saw the nine images together I was so aggravated (laughs) because they were so haphazard and disjointed you know because I was just experimenting so everything I did looked totally different and it was a totally different palette so it just looked like this bizarre hodgepodge yeah and there was no cohesion to it whatsoever so my thought was I have to find a way to curate my feed to satisfy my, <laughs> I love it. my anal retentive personality, <laughs> but I didn't want to like only produce one kind of art, you know? Yeah. So I figured the best way to curate would be through color. So I, you know, in January, 2019, I put up a post and I was like, Hey guys, I'm doing this thing this year. I'm just going to use five colors every month in everything I do. Wow. 
And surprisingly, it got such a response. Everybody was like, that sounds like fun. I want to try it. So what I decided to do was to share the palettes mm-hmm. with everyone. And I was like, join me if you want to, you know, yep. just hop in. These are the five colors I'm using this month. If you want to use them too, tag me. I want to see what you're you're doing with them. Yeah. And, and then it just kind of became a thing. <laughs> it took off from there. So that's how that started. So how have you seen your own personal work change from doing this? Um, I would say... Like, was it challenging at all to stick with one color palette for an entire month? You, you know what's interesting? It's actually more liberating than you'd think. Ooh. Because every piece that I did, I didn't have to spend any brain power on thinking about color. That's true. You know, I could, Mm -hmm. and for me with practicing my lettering, that was actually hugely helpful because I could focus my energy on figuring out the craft and really kind of fine tuning my skill with the lettering. And then I don't want to say the color was an afterthought because I still had to think about how I was using that limited palette. Yeah. But it really actually turned out to be quite liberating and it taught me how to use color differently because you know if I have a palette so for example this month's palette has a couple there's a yellow a couple pinks a a coral color so when I'm I'm designing something and I know that I want to use shadow you know your instincts would be take whatever color you're using just take a darker version of that, create your shadow this way or your dimension that way. But I'm having to kind of rethink how that works and, and using the colors in a way that will work to create dimension, but it's kind of interesting because it's not a color choice that you would necessarily expect. Yeah. But aside from that though, I, it has also, had an effect on my career as a whole, which is surprising. Mm -hmm. So because of doing the challenge, my account grew in a way that I never expected. Mm -hmm. And um, it's kind of a calling card of my account now, this kind of the way I use color. And it was my Instagram followers who encouraged me to even teach a Skillshare class in the first place. Wow. So... You know, I started putting out these palettes and people were like, how do you do that? I want to know how to do that. Show me your, you know, show yeah. me what you're doing. And at first, I, you know, you know, I was joking with you about having been a kindergarten teacher, how yeah. I could never do it in my mind. And then this is another thing, limiting beliefs. In my mind, I was like, I could never teach. <laughs> it is not my wheelhouse. I, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And I got the question so many times that I was like, oh, okay, I guess I should do this. And it really pushed me out of my comfort zone. And here we are a year later, because my first class I posted in August of 2019. A year later, four classes since then. And Skillshare has actually become a channel of income for me, and which is huge as a freelancer to yeah. discover a new channel of income. Yeah. You know, so in that way, you know, just this one project has also changed, you know, how I earn a living as well. Yeah. So community had an aspect of like changing your work and changing the direction that you went in as well then. Of course, for sure. Yes, for sure. Awesome. I love how 
that the connection between someone's artwork and community and like what can happen. That's really awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's been so wonderful because, you know, I'm an introvert. I social, um, not social situations, but like when I'm very social, Mm -hmm. I need like three days to recover. (laughs) Okay. And you know, I like being, it's not that I'm shy. I'm not a shy person, Mm -hmm. but it does exhaust me, you know? So I love the, it's interesting because I am able to really connect and meet new people and interact with people in a way that does not exhaust me. Oh, that's lovely. (laughs) Yeah. Having that online community is a really good middle ground for me because I'm not going out like a bar is my idea of a nightmare. (laughs) So I'm not going out and doing all of these things that I know really drain my energy, but I'm still able to have that community with other artists and other, you know, like creatives in general and and foster that in a way that does not drain me which yeah. has been a really nice little bonus that's wonderful yeah so what advice would you give to new artists just starting out this is my favorite question um i would say keep drawing or keep making because everybody doesn't draw you know produce lots of work um because it's the only way to fine tune your skill And your style, Mm -hmm. to find your style within that skill set. And I would also say don't be afraid to share that work because you just never know what will come of it. You know, there've, for example, there've been occasions where personal work that I created just for Instagram, you know, for myself and then Mm -hmm. posted to Instagram, not thinking anything would come of it. There have been more than one occasion where that work has caught the attention of a brand who eventually licensed that particular piece of artwork. Wow. Yeah. You know, so I I know that sometimes it's challenging because, you know, you started an Instagram account or you started an online portfolio of some kind and you might not be seeing things happening right away. But I would say just keep keep making art because it's if you focus on not only the love of it and the joy it brings you, but also focus on developing your skill and practicing your skill consistently, Mm -hmm. eventually it will pay off. But if your focus is on getting seen, you know, within six months, a year or whatever arbitrary timeline you've put on yourself, then that creates a whole other dynamic that pulls you away from the source of it all, which is you creating art. Yeah. So, yeah, and, you know, I've seen, I've been around long enough that I've seen many people just kind of quit and kind of forfeit the opportunities, not only for growth, but for, to turn it into a real career, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, it's, it's, easier said than done because there will be times we are all critical of ourselves as artists where we just want to be like okay um this isn't working out i just want to move on to something else but just keep making art that's good advice (laughs) thank you so much for being on the show today it was a pleasure speaking with you it was a pleasure thank you so much for having me julianne 
show notes for this episode are available at lanternpodcast.com. And I will be sure to include links to Gia's website so you can join her color palette newsletter. It is really amazing. We welcome feedback about this episode or ideas for future episodes. You can get in contact at feedback at lanternpodcast.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review on iTunes.